0: Hello and welcome to Talking Out. I'm Steve Newsom and we are coming to you live via podcast from the offices of the River City News in Covington, Kentucky. As you know, our community experienced a terrible tragedy on June 12th in Orlando, Florida at Pulse Nightclub. 50 of our LGBTQ brothers and sisters, lovers and friends, lie dead at the hands of a radical murderer while another 53 fight for their lives. This is not the show I wanted for you today. Frankly, in 2016, after all of our progress, our acceptance, our journey, I never thought I would have to address an attack on a gay bar. If I struggle with this episode to convey anything other than sadness and anger, I apologize. I'm hoping to comfort you. However, I can barely find the words myself to process what happened. One major topic, just in addition to the extraordinary loss of life from this experience— is the simple refrain that this could have been us. This could have been here. It could have been anywhere. Our bars, establishments, bookstores, wherever, are just that, they're ours. They are safe spaces where you're free to just be yourself. They may be the only place where you feel like you could be yourself. I remember the first time I went to a gay bar. I was 19, slightly closeted, barely knew anyone. I went to what was then Hamburger Mary's on Vine Street. And as I clung to the guy who brought me there, I remember being both scared and excited all at the same time. Look at these people, I thought. Look at them just doing what they're doing. I shook like a leaf the entire time, but by the end of the night, I had met a few nice people. Today, those people are my family. Not my related family or extended family, but my chosen family. People who deep down know what it's like to be different. Now I saw a great quote on Twitter yesterday as we as a nation began to process and mourn what had happened in Orlando. It said, if you can't wrap your head around a bar or a nightclub as a sanctuary, you've probably never been afraid to hold someone's hand in public. It's a great quote because it captures what is truly unique to our community. The bar isn't just a place to drink. It's a hub of gay culture. It's a place where people like me get to find themselves. It's a beacon to a community who face potential discrimination, and yes, violence, every day, just by existing. We create a safe space for ourselves by offering one simple idea. You are welcome here, no matter whom you love or what you look like. Because of our gathering spaces and principled individualism, our bars became targets. There are hundreds of stories from bars that were attacked by hate groups, bigots, and even the police. But whether those bars were Stonewall or in rural Mississippi, we would never let an attack prevent us from remembering just how important it was to be there. No one person has or will ever stop us from living freely or openly, no matter how many times they shout faggot, no matter how many times they hit us with rocks, no matter how many shell casings they leave behind. We are a strong, vibrant community because we have each other. We must not forget that. We have each other, and because of that, we should not be afraid. We should be defiant, especially in this month of pride. Now, no matter how you look at this, this attack was a terrorist attack. But more so, it was an attack with all of the hallmarks of a hate crime. The LGBTQ people at Pulse Nightclub were targeted because of who they are. Terrorists and active shooters have similar goals, fear and mass casualties. Unlike a conventional terrorist, however, this shooter seemed to have his own prejudices as part of his agenda. Now, consequently, the San Bernardino, San Bernardino shooters also had their own agenda. They attacked their, play, their, they attacked their place of employment. If this is to be the playbook of homegrown terrorists, then laws like HB2 in North Carolina are even more dangerous. While it's highly convenient for us to put this attack squarely on the shoulders of ISIS, it's not factually correct. People like, people like Pu- Governor Pat McCrory, Mike DeWine, and so many others in government are almost equally to blame. Instead of demonizing LGBTQ people and legislating hate, we should be celebrating progress and passing the necessary legal protections for our community from housing and employment to public accommodation for trans-Americans. The amazing thing to me, though, is how many politicians issued statements of condolences. How many offered prayers and thoughts And how many times they offered those same thoughts to families of schoolchildren in Connecticut, mothers and fathers in Colorado, church parishioners in Charleston, and co-workers in San Bernardino, and now to us in Orlando. Then I think about how many times these same politicians voted against us, from the Matthew Shepard hate crimes to the repeal of Dottel, to the plethora of DOMA laws, and even to present day where over 150 anti-LGBTQ bills were introduced across 23 states in 2016. Governors like Pat McCrory ordered the flags to be lowered to half staff in North Carolina and within the same breath, defends his anti-law House Bill 2. To them I say your condolences. We don't want, them. we don't need them. Need is meaningful protections under the law. We also need to have a real conversation about guns in America. And not a conversation where someone like Donald Trump stands up and says the line which makes my blood boil. If there had just been more guns, it would have been so bad. Okay, here's why that doesn't work. If you haven't been, if you haven't shot and killed another person before or haven't been trained to do so, you won't be able to even pull out a gun, turn the safety off, cock it and pull the trigger before the gunman sees and kills you. If by some miracle you do manage to do all that, your likelihood of innocent person is much higher than hitting the bad guy. Now you have a crossfire in an already chaotic mess. But Donald Trump and his many years of service, right, not a single day in uniform for Donald Trump. It's easy for someone to sit back and say they wouldn't have a problem taking down an intruder, even in their own home. And I would leave that if we could. But we need it. Can we? I think people are built differently. We're not built that way. Only the sadists among us are a ability to naturally, kill, and they are the ones that we do not need to be armed. There's a new kind of terror in a modern age. Terrorists are getting back to the basics, creating uncertainty and fear in everyday situations like going to a nightclub or to- To fight that effectively, we need to be even more of a- both through professionals like the FBI and others, but also us, the citizens. If he's something, say something. We also are the ones to affect the change this country needs. Perhaps we are starting to figure that out. No one leader, or even group of them, will be able to accomplish the system change to our gun laws and our criminal justice that we need to fight this new homegrown enemy. It's on us. As a community, we must rise to the moment. Now, today is just the tip of the iceberg. There will be, and should be, many more conversations, debates and to come. Coming are the days where we must fight for sensible gun laws, ensuring that assault weapons do not fall into the hands of those who would do us harm. We must also be ever vigilant to not fall into the easy trap of fighting hate with hate. The fact that Islam attack us. A troubled young man, duped by radicals with a history, says to the dead, and they used our very precious freedoms to do it. More guns won't bring our loved ones back. More shouting or nastiness won't avenge our friends. It will only be when we stick together that we will begin to heal. When we as Americans can smile in other shoes regardless of our differences is when we will be prepared to fight the evils of this world. From Stonewall to the Castro, Laramie to Orlando, we are a community today. We are Orlando. Thank you for listening.